going on? It's Quinn David Furness. Welcome to my show. Quinn David Furness presents the Beantown Podcast for Saturday, August 5th, 2023. What's going on? What's happening? How are you? My name is Quinn. This is my show. I am the creator, host, and executive producer of this program. I'll say this. I was Rachel and I were working from home this week, and she was, you know, putting together some briefs some reels, some sizzle reels, uh, getting ready for, you know, football season. And I, I, you know, offered some suggestions, some changes. I don't know if they were acted upon or not, but I asked about the possibility of, you know, maybe getting like an executive producer or in the business, we would call it an EP credit. Uh, you know, when those things come out, I don't know, you know, award season, it could be nice. We could add a whole new section to the website. It could go between, uh, our class action lawsuit section and the cuts by Q section, I think it could be good. So just, you know, when you talk about hosting this program, it's kind of like a, I don't know, a, a sextuple threat or something, you know, podcast host, comedian, uh, therapist, really. I feel like, you know, it's pretty therapeutic for most people, musician, dancer, and now you add an executive producer and boy, we are cooking What's happening? It's a Saturday afternoon here in Chicago. Very cloudy, kind of some rain. Uh, Went for a run this morning. Very sweaty, but uh, got it out of the way. Went along the river. Had to deal with some gnats and midges and mosquitoes and all that fun stuff. Went for a long walk yesterday up in uh, Rogers Park. I had the day off. Went past the old stomping grounds, uh, 1506 West Arthur, which is where we hosted this program uh, during, what, year three, year four, something like that. Went up over to Farwell, uh, 1230 West Farwell, 1320 West Farwell, uh, where I, I lived when I was in grad school. Went for a nice walk along the lake and everything, so... It was nice. It was hot. It was sweaty, but it was great to get out and see some of the old places. Would have liked to stop into Howard Street Brewing for a little drink, but I was up there too early. I I was leaving by like 2 o'clock. It didn't open until 4, but it it would be good. Speaking of, of, of brewing, working on my tooth and claw here from Off Color. It's got a great can design. All of their designs I'm a big fan of, but I love Off Color. It's got Jane or Sue not Sue rather Jane is a T-Rex in Rockford right Sue is the T-Rex here at the Field Museum and of course it's off color so it's got a little mouse on the back oh my gosh I'm just watching the Cubs game and uh excuse me their leadoff hitter Ronald Acuna Jr. who's really freaking good just got hit I think in the head on a 0-2 count. Oh no, it hit the it hit the knob of the bat. I was I was just like half paying attention and oh, it hit the bat. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. It uh sorry for the little distraction here. It's it's Cubs Braves. He it looks like it's going right for his head. He kind of ducks out of the way and it goes right into the bat right above the handle, the super kind of thin part of the bat where they put the pine tar. And it's like that thing when you like in elementary school where you like move the pencil back and forth and it looks like it's wiggling. But this ball hit that bat. Somehow it did not shatter it. And the next pitch, he swings, he hits a, he strikes out, and he throws the bat towards the Cubs dugout. This guy's got a little punk kind of attitude. I mean, look, he's really good. He stole his 51st base of the year today. 
he's setting all sorts of records. He's probably, but, uh, man, he's just like, he's Javier Sot. I don't have any bad beef with the, uh, with the Atlanta Braves per se. They just won the title two years ago, but that at bat was kind of off putting. I mean, it's 0-2. I don't think you're going to throw at a guy's head. Cubs are winning 5-1, to by the way. They got shelled out yesterday, 8-0. to Excuse me. So, uh, but moving ahead here, yesterday was my, my last kind of summer day. I had to take it off. Uh, I was just running out of time before I could, you know, act, or or before I would actually lose those days. But the the only reason I mention it is now we're in, we're in here the long haul. I don't have another day off until November... Sixth, I think it is. So it's a solid three month stretch, which is tough. It's uh, it's a lot, but that's just kind of how it worked out this year. We're gonna have two, or I'm gonna have two weeks of vacation right at the end of the year. One in early November, and then one in early December. Uh, just booked early November. You heard it here first on the Beantown Podcast, Puerto Rico. Got to practice my paper towel throwing skills. Uh, oh gosh, their guy Ozzy Albies just launched one into. Left field, home run, 5-2 Cubs. That guy's so good. But yeah, going to Puerto Rico. Got to work on my Trump impression, too. 25 home runs this season. Uh, yeah, so we're going there early November. Should be a good time. Apparently, and I, yeah, I mean, not apparently, but you would be able to guess this. That's a great time to go to Puerto Rico because uh, crowds are lower. Early November is not a super popular time to travel, right? It's, it's before the holidays kind of kick in. So looking forward to that, going with my my lover. Uh, shout out to Rachel Ramos, who's at Lollapalooza right now, having a great time. It's someone named Odessa is the, the headliner. Apparently it's like an EDM DJ or something. Uh, I don't know. We were, we were watching. Rachel pulled up the live stream of Lala yesterday. You can watch it on Hulu, I think. I don't know if it's like an actual live stream or if it's just delayed. We were having some issues with it. But she put on the Shaquille O'Neal set. He's, he does DJ stuff apparently when he's not doing Icy Hot commercials or working for TNT's basketball coverage. And that's, this is kind of my thing with EDM is just like I think I'm sure it would be a good time if you're like there, the crowd, you got the energy. Maybe if you, you know, had an edible or something and you know drinking a beer. Like I get it, but and I'm not I'm not saying like the the uh, the way to consume EDM is watching it on a Hulu feed or something. But I'm just standing there like trying to get into it just at home, uh, just like trying to see the appeal. Like because these things go on, and I mean Odessa's a headliner, so presumably that's like a 90 minute set or something, 100 minute something like that. And I'm just like, man, I don't I don't know. The whole EDM experience, it's not like, oh, I dislike the music. It's just it's uh it's just like a DJ set. And it's not that exciting or interesting to me. The whole concept of the DJ set has always been really wild to me, if I'm being completely honest. Where it's like and I, I know people on Instagram, not necessarily my friends, but like their partners or their friends or something and they're always like posting the DJ sets they're at and like, oh my gosh, this is lit and it's like some club with twenty five dollar vodka sodas and it's just like the DJs are just kinda like doing their stuff and I think so you know, obviously sometimes they're like doing things, other times they're not. They're showing some guy in the screen here. I can't tell who it is. I can't tell if that's Andrew Jones or not. Anyways, it's just kinda like I don't know. 
Hey, the whole DJ set experience, whole EDM thing, it's just not for me. So I'm not going to come here on this show and be like, oh, yeah, it sucks. If you like it, you stink. But uh, I don't really get it. You know, I'd rather go to, like, a great show with really talented, like, musicians and stuff working in harmony, sync, syncing together, S-Y-N-C-I-N-G-A-J, syncing, J, syncing, J. I think my mind just... Malfunctioned there, S-Y-N-C-I-N-G, like when you plug in your iPod and you open up iTunes. Listener discretion is advised here when you are listening to the Beantown Podcast. Number one, we'll occasionally some language. Number two, this podcast is objectively terrible. Let's get into our palindrome of the day here. I feel like we have definitely dropped the ball on palindrome of the day in the last couple of weeks, just lack of preparation. But uh, I think you'll be proud of today's palindrome. So today the palindrome of the week is... It's a phrase. It is sit on a potato pan, Otis, which opens up a whole whole other uh, litany, L-I-T-T-N-A-N-Y, the uh, Penn State litany lions. There, there's got to be some sort of like attorney or law office, right, in a College Park. That's not where it is. University Park, is that what it's called? Uh, this should not. This is not the trivia question of the week here. University Park. It gets confusing, right? There's like State College. That's where it is. I just get confused because there's like University Park is the name of the Penn State flagship campus. Like you would go, you would apply to Penn State University Park, but it's in State College, PA. But then Maryland is like College Park. Where uh, Hartsfield Jackson is down in Atlanta, that's in, um, is that also called College Park? Yeah, so it's just, there's all sorts of just confusing things. You go up to Yukon, that's in Stores, S-T-O-R-R-S. The point I was trying to make, though, is the sitting on a potato pan at Otis is like, what is a potato pan? Otis, is that just that person or is that an elevator? There's a lot to unpack there. But uh, there's your palindrome of the day. I hope you enjoyed it. In a little bit here, we will have uh, an altitude-slash-elevation-related trivia question. It won't just be one answer. It'll be uh, one of our list answers. We played trivia, by the way, on Wednesday night at Roadhouse 66, which has definitely become my go-to bar here in Wrigley, just down the street from us. I like that it's close, so you like you don't have to like stroll down Clark through masses of people to get there. Uh, we literally just walked down Cornelia and we're there. Excuse me. It also tends to be much more just laid back than most other Wrigley bars. I think that the con, the primary con with Roadhouse is there aren't really ever any like good drink deals or anything like that. And it's definitely it's not a cheap place. I mean, when you go there, you're going to spend their money, but it's like. I know the owner a little bit, and it's the Vikings bar, and I'll take that just kind of laid-back energy. I always have a good time, like good service. Like I never have any problems there, right? Um, and it's definitely not one of those like bars that all the tourists pour into. It's a little bit more laid-back, quiet, which I appreciate. just fits my personality better. I don't even remember uh, where I was going. Oh, we played Trivia Wednesday night. It was our second time. They started, So they started Trivia there when Houndsdooth closed. And they started uh, trivia there maybe like, I don't know, June at some point. So we went opening night, 
and I think we probably talked about it back when it happened. We went back again this past Wednesday, and it was a good time. It was pretty quiet in there. We were able to watch the Cubs game and stuff while we were playing. Uh, there were some geography questions. I think the, fir- the, the there was one round. It was highs and lows was the category. And the first two questions were just very, like, straightforward. What's the highest point in the U.S.? And then the next one was what's the lowest point in the U.S.? And I was able to, uh, after we had successfully answered felt very proud of myself being able to whip out my phone and be like, here's pictures of number one. This isn't even the trivia question of the week. You're getting a lot of trivia today. Again, it was highest point in the U.S., lowest point in the U.S. So I was able to be like, here's number one. I don't have a picture of the actual mountain, uh, much to my chagrin, C-H-A-G-R-I-N. But from within the park, Denali, which is the size of Massachusetts, Denali State uh, State Park. Yeah, it's a great state park, Denali uh, National Park. I feel like Alaska's state parks are probably the equivalent of, like, any other country's national parks, right? Like, those got, those got to be badass. And then the lowest point uh, being Death Valley, specifically Badwater Basin, which is just, like, such a cool place. It's got the little hexagonal salt flat action going on. It's one of those just like crazy natural world occurrences that you have to kind of see and experience for yourself to believe. It's I still I distinctly remember being there in Death Valley and driving down the road south of Furnace Creek. And, uh, you know, you can turn off you can go see the painted rocks, I think is what it's called. Or like it's called like Artists Cove or something like that. Um, Artist Drive. Artist Drive, I think, is actually what it's called. But. You drive all the way down to Badwater Basin, you'd park at kind of the lookout, but then you can just like start walking into and across the valley. And it's, I don't know how far it is, uh, what the distance is at that point. It's probably like 10, 20 miles, something like that. Uh, Obviously, you're not going to like walk across the whole thing or even, you know, close. Uh, But it's just so cool because you just like start walking and there's a path for maybe the first like half mile or something. And then eventually the path just kind of fades and disappears and you just are kind of like, standing in the lowest point um uh in the u.s is that the lowest point in the world uh lowest land point in the world quick google search in on earth there we go i feel like it might be right no it's the dead sea the earth's lowest land elevation point is at the dead sea located at the border of israel and jordan shores have an elevation of 420 meters below sea level that's a lot 1385 feet death valley is only like not not that much, right? Anyways, let's not spend our whole time Google searching. We uh, crowdsourced a little bit for today's Beantown podcast topic, and we will finish with trivia today. Uh, but it was on the Instagram. If you missed it, that's a great way to engage uh, with our show. Uh, my Instagram and by proxy the show's Instagram is Q.QueenD. Uh, That's Q period Queen D. We asked the question, and uh, the question was, it's it's kind of like a twofold. I'm kind of like merging two things into one, but I I figured like we could put these things together. So it was essentially, what is something you thought as a child, so growing up a little kid, so what's something you thought would be a way bigger issue in life than it actually was. So the two kind of prongs to this would be like you could be um, like you thought something was going to be like really dangerous and a really big 
like part of uh you just your life or the other aspect is just like um you thought it was like really evil or really bad all right so i'll give you some examples and thank you to the 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 uh the friends of the show who submitted comments we actually got a pretty good uh response rate here we even got some on uh, facebook as well which is great so thank you for for sending that in you can always engage with our show as well Beantown Podcast at yahoo.com is our email, or you can visit beantownpodcast.com and check out all of our different sort of sub menus there. Cuts by Q, uh, our podcast page, which is probably not the best way to engage with our show because I like, I was, I basically like updated it manually each time an episode came out, and then it just got really tiring. Um, and so now it just goes to the RSS feed wherever you listen to your podcast, rip to Stitcher. But there's also the Beantown blog. I was actually, so I was toying between two different episode ideas here real quick. Uh, this one and then the other one was like, because we just watched another episode of Summer I Turned Pretty yesterday. And I was thinking, man, maybe we do like, uh, maybe we write a script or storyboard the next season of Summer I Turned Pretty. Or, because I think there's three books, right? There's three seasons of the TV series. They're on number two right now. The idea was like, well, maybe we want to continue the fun. Maybe Belly and uh, Jeremiah and, and Connor's story doesn't have to end here like it did for Aunt Polly or whatever her name was. But I'm thinking, you know, that might be a good Beantown blog post because we've done we've sort of successfully done those types of things. Success is relative uh, with Game of Thrones and euphoric uh Euphoria, which rest, 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 rest in peace. Rest in peace to the guy who played Fezco, right? I had to go back when he died this week. The guy, he plays like a drug dealer, and he's got a little brother who like shot up the cops. It was crazy. But this actor, uh, I had to, he passed away this last week. I had to go back and read our Beantown blog post on the uh, Euphoric season two finale, which was already, what, like two years ago now? It kind of sounds like that show is not coming back between that guy dying. He's like a main character and uh, the writer's strike. And let's just be honest. Those kids were already like between mid twenties to late twenties to early thirties playing high school students. Like you just, we can't do it anymore. Right. Sydney Sweeney is going to be like 40 next fall. I think so. It's just not going to work. Okay, but so some of these responses we got. So I came in with some of my own, but I wanted to crowdsource some of them. Some of these responses we got from the listeners, the friends of the show, were ones that I had down, and then we got some new ones as well. Let's go through these friends of the show ones first. So the overwhelmingly kind of uh, common answer here was sort of the memeable one. Like I think I've seen internet memes of this or like tweets about this before. Oh, they're not called tweets anymore, right? They're called, what, X's, something like that. It's really stupid. So quicksand is what a lot of people saw. I'm not exactly sure like what the primary like show or film or just whatever uh, as you know a lot of people my age were growing up there just wasn't that like proliferation of the internet to like share ideas as easily as you can now. So I'm not sure. I think in my mind, I'm sure everyone has a different answer, but in my mind one of the biggest things was The Princess Bride, right? So in The Princess Bride, there's a famous scene kind of like in the middle of Act 2 uh, where, like, Carrie Ellis has rescued um, – I was going to say Diane Kruger. That's obviously not her name. Uh, it's not Sharon Stone either. It's a lady, Robin Wright, the lady from uh, 
house of cards. Uh, and they're like, they've escaped from the three guys, you know, uh, Mandy and uh, Wallace and Andre. I actually got all three of their names right. I'm pretty impressed by that. Not their character names, their actor names. And they're like fly, fleeing through the forest, running away from Humperdinck. And they come across that gigantic rat. And I'm pretty sure, uh, or a beast of unusual size or whatever they call it. I'm pretty sure there's quicksand in that forest, right? I think for me, I mean, I probably watched that movie, like, I don't know, 15, 20 times as a kid. I think we had it on a VHS, which is why um, which is why I uh, thought of that. I'm not sure what everyone else's sort of quicksand intro was, though. Very quick aside here, because I thought of this a couple nights ago, and it just blew my mind with one of those, like, nostalgia things. VHS, a lot of us had them growing up. Um, you had the thing, the little machine that rewinds your tapes quickly, right? But the thing I thought of, and I went and found it on YouTube, I was able to find the exact uh, copy that we had, if you will. The VHS cleaner tape, remember from like 3M or whatever? The Scotch Head Plus cleaner. You, you put it in, it's its own VHS thing. You put it, you stick it in the machine, and it. I don't know what this thing does. I'd have to research it. All I did this time around when I thought of it was just go and find the actual video of it happening, uh, the the YouTube clip of it happening. But this thing apparently can clean your VHS machine player, whatever. And uh, it we would have like you'd have like five hits in it, right? Oh man, the Christopher Morell is just going to get thrown out. I think. Really bad uh, couple, couple strike three or uh, strikes called on him. He didn't get tossed, but just really low zone, bad calls, whatever. Uh, but yeah, you stick it in. It's the same thing that plays over and over again, uh, like five times. And apparently, each one like cleans your VHS. I gotta research this after the fact, um, because just that whole concept to me is wild. Like, what what is it actually doing? It's just a regular like VHS tape. Uh, I'm not uh, I'm not uh, debating the science of it. It's just in my head it doesn't make sense, right? Like what is it actually doing inside your VHS player that is like cleaning it? And it's probably not necessarily like the what the actual like video that you watch while it's playing is not necessary, right? Like there's nothing in the video you watch that impacts how much it's cleaning your VHS machine like behind the scenes. But I remember always thinking like, oh, we gotta we gotta wait wait for this whole thing to play. I guess it's just probably like a run out the clock situation to make sure it's cleaned thoroughly. But that was something I came across this past week that I hadn't thought about in probably twenty years. Because even you know, it came in on the tail end of VHS tapes growing up. It was still our primary medium for watching anything. Yeah, you know, we'd get from the library. But we probably had a DVD player by the time I was like, I don't know, realistically like eight or nine, right? Like very early 2000s DVDs really kind of took off. I think we had we had Shrek 2 on DVD. And Shrek 2 was what, 2004? Yeah, so it had the great uh, Far, Far Away Idol at the end. Okay, excuse me. If you, if you went the last two or three minutes having zero idea, maybe you're, you're a Gen Z, no idea what a VHS player or tape even is i apologize because that was probably gibberish to you uh but yeah imagine if you had to take imagine if every month 
you logged into your Netflix and it needed to be clean. And so you, you put, you stuck a cord into your TV and it ran for a minute and it cleaned it. That's essentially what we're talking about here. So quicksand was a very popular one. Thank you for uh, throwing that out there. I also had that one. Uh, We have another one from a listener that says getting older. I think that's true as well. I think this is probably like everyone probably feels this for themselves in, in different ways. Um, But yeah, definitely as a, as a kid or even like being in college or something, you're like afraid of being old and just like what's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, you know, you turn around and it's like basically almost 30 here. Both my older brothers are in their thirties. And obviously if you're listening to this and you're like 70 years old, you're like, Oh man, 30, that'd be great. Um, but you know, it's just kind of how nice sliding catch by Ian Happ, kind of how life goes. Right. When we're 50, I'll probably be like, 50 hey that's not so bad i still feel okay hopefully i'll feel okay hopefully i'll make it to 50 so yeah getting older not so bad more quicksand more quicksand we got some good ones from sister of the podcast abby furnace she says having a light on at night in the car while someone is driving I'm gonna I, all of these I accept all of these I I, uh, I I announce on the show here and I'm not necessarily saying like ooh they almost uh he almost hit another guy in the head we're, we're commentating a baseball game and doing a podcast at the same time uh, I will say this if you are driving and there's a light on in the back seat maybe I just turned into total dad mode here but you got a light on in the back seat and you can't see anything behind you like use your your rear views at all. Um, I'm not accusing anyone or their driving ability, but if you're driving and having a light on behind you and you can't see anything behind you is not really a, a, a problem for you, then you and I just treat driving differently, I think. So I will say uh, that's kind of a big deal in, in my mind. Um, I'd like to be able to see what's behind me as I'm driving. So no shade to uh to to uh that individual who submitted that who i already uh blew their anonymity this is not a personal attack i'm just for me that's something that would cause me a problem Uh, another one bermuda triangle that's an interesting one i agree with that one also from sister of the show uh you just hear a lot about it. it's kind of like this cool mystical place right uh you don't even really learn that much about bermuda itself which is what like it's like couple hundred miles east of south carolina or something like that owned by the british i wouldn't mind visiting at some point i am curious like i don't you know it's not a huge place i don't think so i wonder like obviously you could go to bermuda for a week and just have a great time but i'm like how much is there actually going on there here's a a a side note trivia question for you what is the capital of bermuda Definitely one of those ones I've known in the past, but couldn't recall it right now. Uh, If you want more time to think, pause. But the capital of Bermuda is Hamilton. Anyways, Bermuda is just kind of a fascinating place, right? doesn't look that big. We'll have to research this later. I I saved a tab on my Chrome. Uh, Other suggestions. This one just said interview me. That was a miscommunication. Apparently, we've got a friend of the show who... uh, wants to be interviewed for this program i asked hey do you have like a project or something coming up you want to plug maybe a new you're starring in a new netflix series or something and we're still hashing things out so here's one uh from facebook 
Uh, this comes from a, another friend of the show. Thank you. First thing that I just figured out, because I was going to say they use an acronym that I didn't know what it was, and now I think I know what it was without looking it up. Just It just kind of hit me differently. Uh, the acronym, we'll see if you guys know it. It's STG. I don't think I've ever seen that one before, but STG. So I'm learning new lingo here. I feel like the whole acronyms and like text lingo thing was really big, you know, 10, 15 years ago, right? Like LOL took the world by storm and storm. I don't know why I said it that way. ROFL. There was a whole ROFL, ROTFL debate, right? Which one is it? There was, you know, BRB, AFK, JFK, RFK, GFK, George Kennedy. There's a good one. Uh, but STG, I, I had no idea when I first read it uh, late last night, 11.31 p.m. But I'm thinking now it's got to be swear to God, right? So if that's not it, I don't know what it could be. So this, this says, I'm just reading this here. Swear to God, I thought I was going to die with the amount of gum I swallowed as a child that it stays in your digestive system for seven years lie. Had me sweating bullets in church thinking I was going out in a casket at 14. Cause of death, juicy fruit accumulation what a great comment great message thank you for sending that in uh and i i replied back and i think this is true there's like a there's a a magic school bus episode where i think they're deep into arnold's uh, you know digestive tract and i think they get to either the the duodenum or the the anus and they're dealing with the you know hemorrhoids and fissures and stuff and i think a piece of gum comes floating by and i think that that perhaps perpetuated uh, that sort of myth a little bit here. Uh, before we finish up with uh, my other thoughts here, so those were all listener-inspired, uh, listener, uh, not inspired, but contributed, which I appreciate. Uh, I want to give a quick shout-out to our friends, our supporters of this show. Of course, last week we had a great new uh, preview for an upcoming uh, Right on Q segment, which was great. Nice. Ooh, I was about to say nice catch, and I jinxed it. Ian Happ uh, was was sliding. It's really wet out here. No runs scored yet, but second and third, two outs. Top four, Cubs up 5-2. This is a big point in the game here for the Cubs. Um, I didn't. It's weird. Like I went for a run this morning, and there was a little bit of sprinklage, but it didn't really seem like it was going to be really rainy today. And I've been inside since then, so since about 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. And looking, just looking out my window, I mean, I'm, I'm a block. Wow, he just missed it. That was bad. I'm just a block from the stadium here, and it doesn't look like it's been raining at all. Uh, but you go, and I've had this game on the whole time, and it looks like uh, just not like it's pouring over there, but it's the whole thing just seems very soggy. I was, I, I, I was, I tell you what, I woke up this morning, I thought like maybe there was like a 75% chance I might go to this game. And knowing, you know, Saturday at Wrigley Braves are in town, best team in baseball. I was like, you know, tickets are going to be expensive, and they were. They were, you know, you you go on whatever reseller, and it's fifty bucks, so you had twenty dollars for the bullshit service fees. Um, and I was, just, I kept, I was very vigilant, like more than I've ever been, just trying to track like how much will these tickets actually come down, right? You know, before game time starts, which is what I was kind of following. Rachel had gone down to Lollapalooza. I'm just here by myself to, to you know, today tonight. Um, and I eventually, the, the furthest down I got was 40 after all the fees and stuff on StubHub. So someone posted something for 27, it came out to 40 and I was, I was on the last screen. I was like, I'm, I'm close. Like I'm definitely considering it. But then I was just like, you know what? 
I kind of I did this like two weeks ago. I went to a baseball game on a Sunday by myself, and it, I loved that. I mean, I had a great time. But um, I was just like, because I, I was actually in the, at the game on a Thursday night versus the Reds. I was in the bleachers with a good friend of the show, uh, John Paul Pandowski. Uh, thanks again for inviting me out. Thank you to his brother, Peter, for uh, supplying the ticket. I really appreciate that. Uh, but I was just like, you know what? Yes, it would be something to do. And it's nice to have that on a weekend, especially when I'm just like hanging out alone. But I just like, do I really need to drop 40? I could literally just like go to a bar, watch it for free, and drop 40 and just drink a ton if I wanted to. Not sure the plan is yet. It's about 2.30 in the afternoon here games in the middle of the fourth but uh yeah i just decided you know what like trying to save for that wedding so decided not to do that but um yeah this this uh this game is uh is crazy but if anyone has any ideas on what i should do with the rest of my day just let me know uh but i want to again thank our sponsors home pride oregon when you need your home inspected in central oregon call someone who's safe certified someone who you can trust that could be, and it should be, my dad, Steve, uh, at Home Pride Oregon. So you're going to want to go to homeprideoregon.com or call 541-410-0316 for your consultation. When you need your home inspection in Central Oregon, trust the experts. That's Home Pride Oregon. Home Pride Oregon inspection perfection. Of course, our good friends at the Samson Q2U series product line. It's got delicious, I said delicious, crisp uh, John Gold apples crisp, right? Almost fall, guys. You're gonna, you're thinking about, you know, an apple pie and nice strudel topping, maybe some nice geometric patterns on top of that pie. Well, you're also gonna want a crisp, clear audio quality to go along with that nice fall treat. I don't really know how we got there, but we did. Uh, when God speaks, he uses a Samson, and then of course our good friends at Cuts by Q. When you need a fresh juice, something snappy or new. Or both. Frankly, you don't have to choose one or the other. Call the experts at Cuts by Q. All right. So as we wrap up today's show here, just a couple other uh, notes here on the stuff I thought was going to be way worse or way more of a uh, concern in my life than it has ended up being so far. Uh, We covered some of them. Quicksand, Bermuda Triangle, Light On in the Car, Getting Older. Uh, A couple other ones I had here. Tornadoes. So... Let me just get through this quickly. Obviously, if you are in the path of an actual tornado and it strikes you and your property, that's a big problem. But any time as a kid where there is any whiff of a tornado watch, not a tornado warning, but a tornado watch, we would huddle in the basement, uh, just get in the, uh, the, the downstairs bathroom and just have to like chill there. We couldn't even sit in the room in the basement that had the tv that would have their weather report on it you just had to like hunker down bunker down like they do in wizard of oz in their actual bunker and it would just be like perfectly normal outside but there was some suspicion that a tornado could develop at some point and it's not like oh you're stuck there for an hour or something it would be like you know 15 20 minutes but um you know it would just be kind of you'd just be sitting there like very nervous, very concerned as a kid, right? Because you, you have no information coming to you other than what is sort of relayed to you by a parent. And you just be like, is the tornado literally coming in five seconds? Like, is the roof going to blow off our the, the roof of our house or something? You just, I remember being very nervous. And now it's like, oh, yeah, look outside. If there's a, a tornado, then I will move out of the way. 
sort of sort of my take on tornadoes these days. Uh, other things, I remember like going to baseball games with my dad or like being uh, up in Wisconsin with my mom's side of the family. So definitely not my dad's side of the family, but my mom's side of the family and smelling beer. And in hindsight, we're probably talking like Bud Light or Summer Shandy or something. But I just remember that smell as a kid and thinking like I'm in danger. I'm surrounded by alcoholics. Like they are going to do something to me. This is terrible. Even around like great uncles or like second cousins once removed who I'd never met before who might be like over for some sort of family thing. But I just recall, you know, if the beer was, was out being a little like conservative Christian homeschooled kid, just thinking like, Oh my gosh, this is a problem. I can't be this close to beer. So that was another one. Uh, this one is a classic that still uh, permeates the society that I was raised in. John Kerry, 2004, I thought that guy was just the devil reincarnated. Which in hindsight, John Kerry seems like a very like pleasant, normal guy. Not that George Bush also doesn't seem like a pretty pleasant guy just on the surface, like a total dummy, but a, like a very like pretty affable guy, right? Uh, but John Kerry's kind of the same way, right? Like John Kerry's not like an abrasive personality. And I, I don't know anything about Kerry's 2004 presidential platform or anything like that. Uh, but I remember just being told and, and thinking like, oh my gosh, this guy, if this, if, if Kerry beats Bush, oh God, help us. Uh, Two more here, physical contact with the opposite gender, and that was one that I really struggled with. Like, I don't remember, I'm sure there were times when I was, like, able to hug a friend who was a female, but I, all the way up until, like, college, I was just, like, super awkward with that stuff, and I thought, like, oh my gosh, if I, like, hug someone and, like, accidentally touch them, in an inappropriate manner, then, like, I'm going to hell. And that was just, that made it really difficult uh, to do a, to just do a number of things. So that was tough. And then the very last one here, this is an interesting one. It's a throwback. Sam Raimi heads will love it. So there's a scene in the original Spider-Man 2002 where uh, Cliff Robertson and uh, whatever her name is, Aunt May, Rosemary Harris. Uh, it's just the two of them. They're in their kitchen, and he's changing a light bulb to start the scene, and then it's just like a conversation between the two of them. Then uh, Tobey Maguire like, walks in at a certain point. It's, it's right at the beginning of the movie. But we always had to fast-forward that scene as a kid. We had it on VHS. We had to fast-forward that entire scene. It, all I knew as a kid was we had to fast-forward because there was a swear word in it. Right. Actually, it's it's Cliff says it and then Rosemary says it again. So the the swear word was ass. It's something like he's changing the light bulb. He's like, oh, I hope I don't fall on my ass or something. And that's the scene. Right. You couldn't hear that as a as a 10 year old kid. You could not hear ass. But what I learned as I was researching this show was actually what they talk about in that scene, because I don't think I've ever seen it before in my life, believe it or not. But in that scene, Uncle Ben is talking about how he just got laid off after 35 years working at the uh, electrical plant or something. 
And now they're in like financial distress and worried about, you know, how they're going to like afford to continue raising Peter and stuff. Not that this changes the whole movie. I mean, he dies and, you know, 20 minutes later or something, but you know, I never knew that. Watching Spider-Man until literally yesterday, I found out like, oh shit, Uncle Ben is like laid off and now neither of them are working and they're not quite old enough to retire yet. I mean, those they, they felt really old when I was a kid, but in hindsight, they were probably like, what, like 60, 65, something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, I just, I can't believe... Spider-Man came out 21 years ago, and I just now learned that Uncle Ben had been laid off from the plant, and that's why he was so depressed. Man, it just changes everything. It really does. So there you go. Those were some of my things and some of the listeners' things that I thought were going to be way worse as a kid or way more of a problem for me in life then they actually have ended up turning out to be thus far. If you want to add anything more, I'd be happy to read them on the show next week. You can email us, beantownpodcast at yahoo.com. You can tweet or X at the show. It just doesn't sound right, you know? Um, Tweet is such like a great, everyone knows what it is. X is like, well, that could be a million things. It could be 10. It could be the 24th letter. It could be uh, the first uh, in a series of three X's that could reference adult material, right? There's just, there's, it just doesn't work as well uh, for me personally. So let's finish up with our trivia question here. It's not really related to anything else we talked about, but I think it's kind of interesting. Uh, we were talking about highs and lows earlier uh, with trivia at uh, Roadhouse on Wednesday night. So, here is this week's trivia question. I want you to name the states. The So here, here it is. The five answers are going to be the states. And the states I want you to list are those that have the five lowest low points of all 50 states. So let me clarify this. So you have 50 states. Each one has a highest point. Each one has a lowest point, right? The highest point would be Alaska would be number one because Denali is the tallest mountain in North America. So Alaska has that. So there are five states with the five lowest points. These are not to say that these are the the five lowest points in the United States because those could all be in one state for all I know. But these are the five states that have the lowest low points. So I'll give you a second, excuse me, to, uh, to mull that over to consider it. And I'll just say this. Thank you, everyone, for listening before we reveal the final answers and close out today's show. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting our show. This is episode uh, 290, I believe, Great Highway uh, Interstate here in Illinois. And we'll be back next week. Uh, we're going to go see Bruce on Friday night. That's crazy. I keep forgetting it's happening. Bruce Springsteen coming to Wrigley next Friday night and just kind of like – I think my my future in-laws bought tickets and I don't really recall why there was an extra ticket but I'm just like it was this was back in like April or something they're like Rachel was like hey you want to go I was like oh like a casual free Bruce Springsteen ticket at Wrigley Field on a Friday night like yeah obviously I'm gonna go so that's gonna be cool I've never seen Bruce before I'm gonna we're gonna have to dedicate this week's music uh, listening to Bruce because yeah I know the hits but he's so prolific 
as a musician, there's got to be a million amazing songs out there I've never heard before. So that's going to be an exciting thing to research and experience. Uh, but that is all I have for you otherwise. So to uh, close out the show, here are the answers. Um, this list I have has DC included as number 50 out of 51. Um, so we'll, we'll just, I'll share that with you and then I'll give the other five. So if you're curious, DC is the second lowest state, if you will, this is not average elevation. This is just whatever its lowest low point is. And the, uh, the elevation here in Washington, DC is point Reno. It is 415 feet. So here we go. So number, uh, let's see, I got to do the math here. One, two, three, four, five. Okay, so coming in at 46, here we go, It is Rhode Island, Jeremoth Hill, 812 feet. Number 47, Mississippi, Woodall Mountain, 806 feet. Number 48, Louisiana, Driscoll Mountain, 535 feet. Number 49, Delaware, what a name, Elbright Azimuth. That sounds like a Harry Potter character name or something, right? Elbright, E, Ebright. Sorry, like the thing you uh, light, light bright, right? Ebright, E B R I G H T space A Z I M U T H. Ebright Azimuth, four hundred fifty feet. And taking the keg, it is also the lowest state in the U.S. by average elevation. It is the great state of Florida, Britain Hill, rising a grand total of three hundred forty-five feet in the air. Above sea level, I did a Google search as I was uh, preparing today's show notes uh, of Britain Hill in Florida, and you look at it, and it's, there's just a sign, right? It's not a hill. It's just a sign. It is literally a point in uh, the middle, like the panhandle, I think, that happens to be 345 feet above sea level. It's not like a mountain or anything. So there you go. There uh, are today's show notes. And today's trivia question, and thank you to everyone who contributed to today's program. Thank you for making this a great show. Listener funded, listener contributing. That's what I have for you. I will wrap it up. Thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I hope that you stay safe, stay sane. Happy August. I will check in on you next time. Bye.